This is Kelly. This is Jen. This is Heather. And you're listening to Whiskey Cats. Yay! <laughs> in this episode of Whiskey Cats, Jennifer visits Westland Distillery in Seattle, Washington, and we sample two of their offerings. We also learn of the existence of whiskey dogs. We were out in Seattle recently, and we went to the Westland Distillery, and one of the many wonderful things that they had there was this little tasting wheel. It's like, it breaks everything out, it breaks the flavors of whiskey out into peaty, floral, fruity, gourmand, I don't even know what that means, but I look forward to it, grainy, sulfur, and woody. And then within each of those categories, it sort of breaks it out into flavor hints that you might find or taste in whatever you're drinking. So this says the Westing... Westland Tasting Wheel. One of the most challenging aspects of nosing and tasting whiskey is simply learning how to put a name to what you smell or taste. This tasting wheel was designed to help budding malt heads develop their aroma vocabulary. Like the production of our whiskey, our version of the tasting wheel is informed by tradition but reimagined for the American single malt whiskey category. Gone are the charming but perplexing descriptors such as treacle that you'll find in the UK, for instance. Added are entirely new categories, such as gourmand, which we borrowed from the perfume industry. Weird. Mm. But this general approach remains the same. Group flavor notes by family to deliver a quick and easy resource to help spark your memory. And since we've both hinted on gourmand and how what a bizarre category it is, so that gourmand is broken into cream, chocolates, fruits, sugars, and spices. Mm. So food, basically. Food, right. I mean, food in like a, I don't know, different kind of way. Desserts. It's like a dessert. No, but taffy candy is like, over there and fruity. But like bases. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which like this is a beautiful piece of paper. It but is, which I, I hope we can put on on a, on our website somewhere. I know, and I feel like we need to like one of them just needs to be um, folded up and kept in a wallet somewhere and yes. always with us. Maybe we should make we should make copies. That's what we yeah. need. Do you have a laminator? Uh, Jen, we have talked about getting a laminator. Did you ever get one? I think I finally pulled the trigger on Amazon. It might be in our basement. <laughs> now I'm trying to remember. Like eight months ago. Yeah. <laughs> I like how you don't know. Because we remember we talked about this. I know we did talk about it. I don't remember why. For disaster prepping, we were like eliminating yeah, all right. of our maps and yeah. stuff. Um, that's right, guys. That was like two or three years ago. <laughs> yeah. So we'll get we'll get a couple of black and white copies that we can just keep in wallets for when we trek out because it's really perfect, especially for like. People like us who are really trying to put a name to the flavors that we're tasting. Like, we can taste them all, but we're like, oh, I don't know. It's kind of like burnt or it's kind of like grapefruit with chocolate. And you're like, that's weird. That's probably a combination of something that has a name. You know what I mean? I like this one. It tastes like hospital. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Iodine I know exactly that flavor, too. I know exactly what they mean. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's in like a, the BBC. Yep. With Benedict Cumberbatch on the World War One <laughs> prunes, absolutely cocoa powder. We're just reading off things that are on this wheel. I like how this one. There's dough, sweet grain, bread, nuts, and then baked. Baked's like the middle one, but baked is like the crumbles of it. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. how it smells when it's in the yep. oven but not ready. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
Burnt milk. Absolutely. I've totally tasted Ugh. that. Resinous pine. Yeah. Mm, vegetative cooked carrots. Gross. Oh, anyway, ever gives me whiskey one. with cooked carrot flavor. <laughs> Throwing it in your face. No, 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 no. Okay. So anyway, now that we've stared at this for a while, and hopefully <laughs> you have too, because it exists on the internet somewhere. Yeah. So um, in addition to this lovely tasting wheel, we brought back actual whiskeys. So I'm sort of interested in trying. So one of them. And glasses. And glasses, which I gifted to my whiskey cat ladies. Well, tell, um, tell us what they are. So they're. The um, it's over there. Oh, oh. it's here. <laughs> like, I don't want to lose a glass. <laughs> so they're the they're you know made by Glen Carlin, I think. So they're really Scott intended for Scotch whiskey tasting. Oh, and, nice. Um, they're oh, crystal tasting glasses, and they have this nice little shape, the bulbous bottom, and a sort of tulip. Nose to We're all big fans of the bulbous bottom. Yeah, we are, and the little little um, fluted top, so you can nose it. And it has the little Westland Distillery insignia etched on in the front. A gorgeous logo. It is beautiful. A little tree with its roots. Yep, and very evocative of Seattle, which is where they're from, Pacific Northwest. It's very modern. It is very modern, and we actually talked to this guy a lot, the the head distiller, about. Um, how they came up with this design and what their whole history was, which is really fascinating. And everyone who distills there, they're from Pacific Northwest. And he went to Scotland to the only distilling school that there is in the world to learn how to do this. So it was a really interesting conversation. There's only one in the world? Yeah. So it's a school. Like, what? I mean... Like, UC Davis has their wine, their Oni... Yeah. Oni... What do they call it? Mm. Yeah. Oh, it definitely yeah. starts like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, we never drink wine. Um, but they but you need to know the scientists. I'm only a scientist. Um, so they, they have their, pro, you know, it's like that. It's the, there's only one that is like the real accredited degree program for distilling. And he went there and then decided to come back and open this distillery. So uh, he did a really good job. <laughs> so do you know how, when, when it was opened or when they opened? It hasn't been open long. It might stay in the bottle. Less than less than a couple of years. Three years, five years. Maybe five. But no, probably three. More closer to three. You talked to somebody there, right? Yeah. Like you recorded? Yes, and I uploaded some photos today. My name is Matt Hoffman. Matt Hoffman. All right. And we're at Westland Distillery in Seattle. So how long have you been making whiskey? Me personally? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been making whiskey since I was 18. I started when I got to college. Bought a still first thing and haven't stopped since. Do you do copper still stuff? Or kind yes. of, yeah. yeah. Well, I think I saw them in there, yep. in the other room. And are you from here? You, you went to school in Washington? Uh, I did, and then I went to uh, a school called Harriet Watt University, which mm-hmm. is in Edinburgh, Scotland. Uh, it's kind of the only place you can get technical training in malt whiskey production. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. And then you decided to come back here and, yep. and start Take distilling. It so I started the Weston was a good friend of mine, Emerson Lamb. So he and I went to high school together, actually. And back then I said, Emerson, I want to be a distiller one day. He's like, you're an idiot. And, <laughs> and uh, later on, we kind of joined forces again. And uh, I, by that time, I'd been distilling for a while. And he and his family were looking to kind of get into a, a new business direction. So here we are. Yeah. Cool. How long have you guys been in here? Um, we've been in this building for... A little over two years. Started production here about a year and a half ago. Okay. It's a beautiful it's actually, yeah, space. It used to be an old crane factory. Okay. So super, super cool. It's 95 years old. Um, 
all the big like big timber in here, all those big beams, all of that is original. Yeah, everything, especially like on the back half there, all of the wood that's in there, the ceiling, all those big cross beams. I mean, look, that's all that's like two foot wide timber. You can't yeah, find that that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's really gorgeous. Yeah. We're lucky to find it in such good shape. Really, you know, that's the cool thing about this neighborhood in this neighborhood we call Soto here in Seattle is it's old school industrial Seattle. And what does Soto stand for? Uh, south of the Dome. Which south is of the Dome. The famous kingdom where the uh, Seattle Mariners yeah. used to play. Okay. Oh. Um, so south of the Dome is it's just old. Is the Dome still Seattle. exists? No, they blew it they up, blew it up. Like 15 years ago. <laughs> but it's still called Soto. <laughs> but it's still I like that. Soto, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those crazy people just keep blowing up stadiums all the time. <laughs> Tacoma Dome's next. That's right, yeah. One of the things they make is a peated and you, you tasted that. I did taste it. I actually like, I don't usually like peaty things, and I actually kind of enjoyed that peated whiskey that they made. And we're drinking the peated American single malt whiskey. That's really good. It's really good. You know, I don't usually like peat, but that is like, it's very subtle. And there's like spice at the end of it. There is, yeah. We use uh, we use a Belgian brewer's yeast for our fermentation. Oh, and so that provides a lot of really nice uh, citrus notes which you pick up more on our, just our American single malt. But this provides a great deal of spice uh, in this whiskey in particular. Oh gosh, that's really nice. And it's also, you know, it's not a peat bomb. We're not trying to <laughs> out-peat Lafroig. You know, it's just like Which not, I don't enjoy. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's not... <laughs> For that reason. We're not trying to get in an arms race. I was going to say, they can just win that one. Yeah, exactly. Let them have it. They're from Isla. We're, we're from Seattle. So. I was going to say, this is good. I'm not a peat fan, so this is good, but it's not for really me like because it. I'm not a peat person. <laughs> well, it's like we talked about last time. Like... The idea is obscene to me, but I'm willing to try it because peat seems so inured with scotch. Like, mm-hmm. it's a scotch thing. But if you're going to do it with bourbon, why would you do it on the other side of the scale unless there was, I would hope, a good reason to do it? So I'm completely open to tasting it. I know. I'm sad that we didn't bring any back. Yeah, so what are we... What is this? <clears throat> so this is Westland's American single malt whiskey that's aged in sherry wood so sherry casks that they converted to be whiskey casks yeah sweet very sweet nose Mm. uh i'm gonna put this slightly on the medicinal side interesting interesting and specifically a little iodine oh Oh, because it kind of like burns at the end with the, yep. with the nose. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all do a little bit, but there's something specifically sharp. Woo. Yeah. Have you tried this one? We I mean, because I know you got a couple of bottles. We did try it there. It Everything is up front. It's, it's like super spicy up front. Fruit and mega spice all at once to oh. me. Oh. Yep. But it kind of is like in a good way. It's like an explosion on the front of your tongue. Yep. Everything at once. It's like my mouth doesn't know what to think. Oh, wow. I did not expect that from the smell. Are we getting some maple? Yeah, definitely maple. Yeah. And, like, yeah, a lot of spice on the front. I'm going to water this a bit. Yeah, that's... It's... <laughs> the it's look on strong. Kelly's faces. This one. Yeah. I love it. I love this one. Wow. Good. See, now I'm, I'm, now I'm smelling lemons. I love it with a little water. It, like, tones down the... Tones down the shock, but keeps the the sort of chaos of the flavor, the the fruit and spice together. You don't like it. I um I like it more without the water. I mean, I think that um I think it's toning down the wrong things for me. I think this is too it's too overwhelming for me. Mm-hmm. 
There's a lot going on in yeah. it. I mean, it is so many things. Yeah, that is true. I that love that true. about it. I definitely like it with a splash of water. So you prefer it without. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I think it loses that explosion on your tongue. And I think it was, it for me, it was like, okay, so, you know, we've got this like wheel of whiskey taste here. <laughs> and it seems like, you know, so it's like a color wheel where the things that are opposite are the perfect companions to it. And to me, it almost tastes like that perfect explosion where like all the companions were... Not that we just talked about Doctor Who or anything, but we're like, you know, we're sort of melding together. So it was, this one is like all over the map. I agree. This is totally like organized chaos. It really is. I realize it's too much for Kelly. It, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming for me. Even with water. Because it still is chaotic. It's just water. like toned down. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I enjoy it better with the water because it does tone it down. But yeah, that's, I mean, I will still drink that. <laughs> don't get me wrong <laughs> i will still drink it but yeah it's um preferably at this is not my favorite he told us the specific sherry it's pheno sherry that it was i just remembered this mm-hmm. that it was i don't um, enough about sherry i don't either when i was a work study student at boston college my dean that i worked for would drink sherry every day at four that was part of my job was to prepare the sherry kind of sherry did he drink? Now, and I'm We're going to have to get a bottle of sherry. I mean, especially yeah. if all these oh, whiskeys God, no. are... Please don't oh. make sherry. <laughs> you may have to. No. If I'm going to drink scotch, you're going to have to oh, drink God. sherry. Yes. <laughs> Fine. Just to, just I, as a, as a taste point. Yeah. Oh, Again, ever since that Irishman came into my life, he's like, oh, you have to have a sherry on Christmas. It's Christmas. And like, for whatever reason, we had creamed sherry in oh, the house no. for the longest time. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> it comes in a bottle us. like that or you make it? Like, no, it's not. called cream sherry. Well, that's gross. We're not going to make you do it that. Is, no. I'm like, I cannot. This is not. It is I, so sweet and overpowering and blah. It's like, it's the other end of port for me. Like, I can't I can't do port either. Oh, I love port. Oh, God, no. It's too I never, much. I never realized I how much it. I like raisins until I oh. drank port. And I was like, this is the no. perfect flavor. It's a love perfect port. flavor. Yeah. You the end can... of a night with, like, a little bite of chocolate and a little mm-hmm. bit of port. Oh, my gosh. Too my much. favorite end of a dinner. Too much. Interesting. Did you? Is it just that you don't like it, or did you have like a bad experience with it? Or I think it's just it's just too it's too heavy and it's too sugary and too like all of those flavors combined. And I no. Have you no? How many types of port have you had? Not many. So sugary is not a like I I like the very I like the dry ports. Yeah, like so maybe that's also because why again I haven't had that many white wines so i don't prefer white wines because white wines for me are always sugary and sweet okay add it to the list of whiskey cat plants a port tasting b good white wine tasting because even i'll say that there are some white wines i like and i'm not a white wine drinker but there are definitely some good white wines out there i hate sweet white wine like and i hate like that's why that that sweet white wine is the worst that whiskey that reminds me of chardonnay now like i worry that when i like anything that buttery i can't stand it and also it's just, funny that that's the one that I like. Just sharing. <laughs> <it's just, laughs> no, nothing sugary. All right. All so right. our mission has expanded. No. Maybe not for this podcast. But. No, 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 no. Not for this podcast. <laughs> We're just whiskey all the time. Um, but so interesting observation I just realized. So sugary in terms of like port, sherry, um, white wines, even red wine. What? Blah, 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 blah. Red wines I do not enjoy. But the, so like, but the caramel, like burnt flavor of this... 
enjoy that flavor a lot. Very different sweets. I mean, yeah. Yeah. there's like the, the sort of cart. What would you even call that? Where does it fall in the flavor wheel? Where does caramel fall <laughs> relative to like a gross sour fruit? Sugars. Gourmand. Gourmand. There Cocoa butter. Cane. Demera? Demera? <laughs> what is it? Dem. Dem. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Demerara? We're super smart here on the Whiskey Cats. De- yeah, Demerara. Demerara. I have no idea Arnold, what that is. Muscovado. I think I know what Muscovado is. That's just Yeah, a, no, like, no mus- Muscadine. No, yeah. no, none of that, those wines. Those wines are... Oh, well, that's... That's different. That's different. Muscovado is like a... Well, now I'm going to sound like an idiot if I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure it's like a type... It's it's like a very specific... You know how there are like an array of sugars you can put in your coffee? It's like a very specific type of one of those sugars. Moscato? Mus- oh. Muscovado. Muscovado. Oh, interesting. Huh. All right, we're going to look that up. I think. I could be wrong, but... Whatever it is, it's clearly a sugary... Like toasted and burnt or, or you know, mixed in different... At different times of... With molasses, with not molasses. Exactly. The level of molasses. The many, many different types of sugars. So it's not like sugary itself that you don't like. It's a type of sugar that... So Let's drink more whiskey. Yeah. You have another <laughs> bottle. Oh my gosh, there's another bottle. Amazing. The second bottle from Westland is their flagship American. Um, How did you find Westland? <laughs> so we were... Um, yeah. We were in Seattle visiting... Alex's brother and their new tiny person, Screamy Pete. Shout out to Screamy <laughs> Pete. And uh, <laughs> is that his nickname now? Yes, because he's a tiny baby. He's a tiny baby, <laughs> and he likes to scream. I love him. Uh, but we took a day while we were out there to escape from from uh, from the house and sort of see Seattle because I had never been, and we went to the aquarium. Long story short, the way we found Westland Distillery is that we were driving to the aquarium and uh, in Seattle and passed through this neighborhood, which was all um, brewery and distillery and other and like weird kitchen equipment sellers filled. And this we saw it on the on the side of the road and said, well, on the way out of town, we have to stop there. So we did. Did you see the octopus bike racks at the aquarium? We did. We loved them. That's all I ask. <laughs> yeah, so we saw we actually saw three distilleries while we were driving in, and we were really excited because we were like, oh man, our whole ride home is going to be distillery touring. The first one we parked in front of... Screaming Pete is going to be the DD. Yeah. <laughs> well, Screaming Pete was home. This was oh, our lovely. this was our adventure. Oh, yes. Right, right, right. Um, the first one that we parked in front of turned out to be a vodka distillery, which... Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> Which we didn't know. So we, we looked at it and we saw that it was closed. And when we went into Westland, which was the next down the block, they were like, oh, yeah, that's vodka. You don't want to go there. And so... No, seriously. Like, vodka is the most easiest thing to distill ever because you just keep running the, through the fucking still. In my mind, it's like you have a pile of potatoes and you just keep, like, running yeah. <laughs> liquids through the potatoes. It's like the frat boy distillery. And so we were really glad that we didn't go in because we would have been so disappointed to be like, we're here. Oh. (laughs) And then the third one was closed. So, um, which was called copper or something. I can't remember. But so we just, we just, you know, luckily happened to drive by. We were in the mood. We pulled in, walked into the place and it is so beautiful. It has these like, um, you know, big wooden rafters and they had these nice leather couches. It was so well designed and beautiful. 
and I guess it had been a crane factory or like a, like where they built like the big cranes that build buildings. This is where they oh, built the cranes. Right. Remember you were telling me you're like, they built something there, but I can't remember what it was, but it was big. It was I know. Really big. I it's probably the whiskey. I was like, I can't remember what they built. Cranes. Wow. It used to be, it was cranes. And I, I think it's fascinating the places that build the things that build other I know. Things. <laughs> I know. Very and fascinating. I, like he's telling us this and I'm like listening to him and I'm like, I kind of want to just want to ask him about the crane factory. Yeah. For a while. <laughs> but that's probably not what he wants to talk about. Screw the whiskey. Oh Tell me about your cranes. And we, and then, so we're like, wow, this is such a beautiful space. And then we saw three dogs in the span of like the first two minutes. So, so con- dogs. controversial. Whiskey dogs. Whiskey dogs. And I even asked specifically why whiskey dogs and not whiskey cats. They had no good answer other than they liked dogs. And they have eight. There are currently eight dogs who don't all live there. Some of them live there sometimes. Some of them just kind of visit. Are the dogs your dogs? Yeah. Uh, They are the distillery dogs. None of them are mine personally. That's probably why I don't have a dog is because I feel like... Well, the distillery has dogs. I have like a pack of them. We have like, seems like eight you have eight distillery dogs? Yeah. What I mean, are their well, names? They all, <laughs> She's laughing. They all, they all belong to different employees, right? So, oh, that's nice. So the one that's running around here, the big one is called Pono. The small black one is called uh, Stringer. So there's a bunch. That's sweet. I like that. Most, those distilleries have cats, but I yeah. like that you have dogs. As a dog person, I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> cool. That's great. <laughs> I'm on board, though. I, I can get behind a whiskey dog. So how do you get have both? It has to be like an interspecies whiskey farm. It's my dream. It's every it's every girl's dream, really. <laughs> so how many do- whiskey dogs did you meet? I met two of the whiskey dogs. One brown, sweet-faced lady, and one very spunky, sort of black, with a little white beard. And he liked to climb in and out of the equipment. It was really Ooh. adorable. I loved them very much. They were very pettable. I'm getting good photos of them, but... Mm. Well, they're always on the move. They got things to do. They were. They had time to post their pictures. So, what are we drinking here? Okay, so this is their flagship. This is the straight up American single malt whiskey from Westland Distillery. Extremely nice nose. Yeah, it smells. Oh, this is like caramel, but the good. Yeah, it does smell like bourbon. Smells like bourbon. Yep. Ooh, I love this whiskey. Oh, wow, that tastes like. Seattle. That's why it's their flagship. That right? has got a little bit of an evergreen mm. to it. Like pine, it's, right? Yeah. But like not pine in a bad way, but no, like this but great a kind bit of, of it. So I got like campfire? Ah. Like on the back end? Mm-hmm. Mm. I, yeah, I can get that. So you, I smell it and it smells sweet and you think, oh, it's just going to be totally bourbony. But then you take a sip and it, it's very complex. It's got a little campfire. It's definitely got some evergreen. It doesn't taste like pine. a bourbon. No, no, it smells, it like, smells like, like a bourbon, but like the taste bourbon. is completely different. It's got like the the mellowest spice that that doesn't go away; it just kind of lingers. Yeah, I, I love this it's whiskey. Kind of the, a really good heat to it, you mm-hmm. know. Like there's no is, there's no burning. There's no, and it's I don't even feel it in my throat. It's like it's right in the middle of my mouth. Yeah, you mm-hmm. just taste the spice. Mm-hmm. It's just a oh, I love this. If you hold it in your mouth. It stays kind of sweet, and then as soon as you swallow it, the sort of spice comes out a little bit. Mm. I feel like that pine. But you know what? Like, so I hate gin, right? Like, I hate juniper. And to me, I always describe gin as licking the bark of a tree. That's what gin is. But to me, this is, like, very tree-like, but delicious. This is, like, <laughs> this is like a tree, what a tree is supposed to taste like. 
Westland flagship whiskey. What a tree should taste like. What a tree like. should taste like. So adding a little water, it mellows everything out. And it's um, more caramely maple flavors come out. And less, less tree flavors. <laughs> Good job. Get, get it on our tongue. <laughs> it's like... So I I, I like mm. I definitely like their flagship more than their their sherry. Yeah, I don't. You know, I think I'm gonna say I like them equally because they are extremely different. But I they are. I they love are. those are both extremely well done whiskeys. Both of them. They're they're both very complex. They have multiple layers of flavors and yeah, everything is like very. Oh God, this is a really really good whiskey. Yeah, it is. This is. This you is know, up I'm there. still I'm still getting the campfire, which is. I feel it more now. I don't think that I really... Maybe it's just because I'm being influenced by... I keep looking at the little tree logo and... Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's a logo. Here, let me read to you. But it's a little earthy. Like, it's... Mm-hmm. To me, it's it's not quite campfire. It's like a little, like... I do not mean this in a bad way, although it's going to sound it, but a little, like... A little, like... Um, like, kind of, kind of that dirt flavor. But it's like mm-hmm. that, um... Earthy. It's yeah, earthy. it's just earthy. It's, it has that kind of, like, oxidation that just yep. tastes really good. So it says that uh, a flagship malt is the core expression of a distillery's house style. And Westland's uh, single malt is a reflection of where it is made and the collective intent of those who made it. When we founded Westland, we had a vision for American single malt whiskey distilled from the rich, flavorful barley of Washington State and matured in new American oak casks in the steady, cool humidity of our seaside home. This whiskey is a testament to that vision. (laughs) I love that. All these choices and ingredients conspire to create an approachable, mature, and uniquely American single malt that can stand with the best whiskeys mm. in the world. That's like their whole thing is to is to create an American flavor that is not a bourbon. That's sort of like their that's their thing. Well, which I, I mean, respect extremely 100%. well done. Yeah, and I think that not a bourbon. If that's yeah. what they're yeah, definitely not a bourbon. And I think if that's what they're trying to do, they're doing a very good job of it. Yep. I will. I'm going to give a little bit of an eye roll to the first half of yeah. that. Well, yeah. But, you know, a little bit of schmaltz is fine. Especially when you get fucking good whiskey in the bottle. I also appreciate that they have a little hints of a topographic map on their label. Mm. <laughs> nice, so, job. nice job, guys. How, how close were they to the bay? Uh, pretty close. You know, my knowledge of the geography was not wonderful. But I feel like we went over a bridge and we were immediately there. And then the aquarium is like... Less than it was less than a mile from where we were, so which is on the water. So they're right there. They do everything right there. Pretty close. Great. Did they say where their um, their malt and barley and everything comes from? They did. You know, it's all it's all local stuff, and it like they have some relation to a brewer, and they use all of their it's barley great. stuff, I think. And I but they they were great. They had such a nice front of house. It was just. Gorgeous. The whole place is gorgeous. There's something else in here that I can't hmm, identify. It's like, it's like right in the back. Yeah. And in the middle of my tongue. And I wouldn't have, I would never have come up with this, except that I'm looking at this little wheel. And again, like the dirt sounds bad. I'm going to put this under a rubber. (laughs) Okay. That is some sort of like, I want to, I think it's like a scale. It's like a like so plasticky, but it's kind of a carbon-ish type of flavor. I don't know. I'm kind of like I'm, I'm kind of talking in my ass, but like mm-hmm. it's it's something no, no, no. Right there yeah, that yeah, I like, can't like, like those 
So this is like you know when you smell weird. a pencil eraser and it smells amazing. Like that's kind of or, the thing. Or kind of like the this is so specific, but the thing that your dentist puts in your mouth and you're like grind on it. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, like the X-ray mm-hmm. material. It's a little bit like Plate. that. It's a little bit like that. A little plasticky, but huh. but I I'm not. I don't dislike it. I think it's um. I feel like it's it's putting down roots and giving a little bit of wall to all these other flavors it's very strange like i can feel it there right now i just i also have to i have to take a moment to it's funny the way you say that that dirt sounds bad when peat is dirt dirt. so like (laughs) it's so funny the way the words Mm -hmm. and the and like the sort of connotation or you know the implied meaning of a word can totally influence your positive or negative feeling but peat is dirt a peat bog is dirt mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's all and so it's but just you know, funny like, oh, it tastes like dirt no so like, like you know. i know but if you're like oh it's peaty it's like oh it gets respect it's just and i don't mean this in, yeah, a, in no, a bad right, way it's just right. funny the way like the way these words like take on this whole other mm-hmm. meaning well and it's like when we looked at this wheel it's like there are all these things that you're like why are these why would you even put this flavor into anything and then suddenly you taste it and you're like oh, oh. that's why like well, like rubber like really and it's you're like oh 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 that's also, a specific kind of thing. what is peat reek peat reek as opposed to peat is that the same thing it just rem- makes me think of game of thrones and bad things still oh yeah well, She's got the peat reek. And like, <laughs> it's terrible. It makes me kind of want to like try all of these things by themselves. You know, mm-hmm. like like uh, yeah, like what whiskey is a woody, oily suntan oil, <laughs> right? Sandalwood, right? What was interesting? What I I liked about so we went just you know we wandered in and we were like, hey, can we taste your whiskey? And then. There were a couple other dudes who came in, and the guy and and Matt Hoffman was like, "Oh, you guys want to go on a tour?" Obviously, yes, yes. Plus more dogs, hundred mm-hmm. percent on board. But part of their tour is that you get to taste every grain. Mm. He has bowls oh. of the grains, and so you can taste each individual grain mm-hmm. that's involved in the process, which sort of I don't know is a little window into the tasting wheel because you can mm-hmm. sort of get hints of where a lot of this comes from. I'm sure a lot of it is also related to the cask, like especially the sherry wood. But uh, it was interesting to like, you know, you take a handful of the grain and eat it mm-hmm. and think about what does it taste like. And I, th- I can see a lot of these flavors that come directly from that grain that I crunched on. Bring that to a boil, vapor goes up, we condense it back down. It's interacting with the copper body and still there's a reason why they use copper. It strips the sulfur compounds out of the spirit vapor as it's going up. That's right there. We want to use that to strip the sulfur out. Sulfur smells like rotten eggs, burning rubber, freshly struck matches, nasty farts, a bunch of other terrible stuff is sulfur based, right? So copper reacts with that sulfur and actually traps it, won't let it through. So uh, vapor gets condensed, cools back down, uh, turns into a liquid called low wines, goes into that low wines tank over there. We've got 8% to 35% alcohol by volume. We do this twice to empty one fermentation tank. Then it goes to the spirit still, same basic thing, vapor condensed back down to liquid, but this time we smell it, and it smells pretty terrible. When it first comes running off the still, it smells like solvents, like nail polish remover, acetone, stuff like that. So we put it back, liquid in its own tank, I get the heads receiver, collect in that tank for 30 minutes. When we go up there, we smell it, and it no longer smells like solvent, and it's the, it instead smells more like 
pomegranate juice or blackberry pie or delicious things. <laughs> yeah. We make something called a cut, and that's where we turn the knobs up there so it stops flowing in the next tank, starts flowing down into the hard tank down here. Collecting that tank for two hours, collecting a whole range of flavor notes, collecting those fruity notes, the biscuity, malty, cookie, chocolate, leather, tobacco, smoky notes in there, and then it starts to smell like wet cardboard and wet dish rags, and then make another cut, and that's called the tails. So heads, hearts, and tails, and it's the hearts that we put in the barrels. So, so that's Westland. Well, well done, Westland. At a bar in Old Town, Alexandria, and there's a shelf of whiskey in front of us, and so it inspired me to ask him, Alex, do you remember the first time that you had whiskey? Uh, so I can't actually remember the first time that I had whiskey, so... Um, what I can remember off the top of my head is the first, what I would say is a memorable moment of me drinking whiskey, which was um, after my great uncle Norman uh, passed away, we all gathered and my, my brother had this random bottle of, I forget the actual brand, but it was a, one of their things that they sold was a specialty thing called, it was called Swing. And it was this thing where old like sea captains would have these bottles <laughs> that were designed to, uh, they had these funky non-stable bottoms so that the bottle would sway with the rolling and the moving of a ship and stuff like that so that the scotch wouldn't like just tip over and fall down anywhere. And, um, so it was called swing or something like that. I don't know. It was some, you know, it was a relatively cheap, I think brand of scotch. And, um, so my great uncle Norman would drink scotch every single day. He believed in never eating anything but pretty much meat and potatoes and called all vegetables rabbit food. And he did calisthenics and drank coffee and scotch and no water whatsoever. Uh, and he lived 106 years doing this. So in his honor, that was the first real time I had whiskeys. We opened that bottle and we all took a shot. And uh, I drank it and I tasted it and it tasted like burning fire. Which is good because I was very sad when he passed away, but um, that was, I would say that was pretty much the very first time I really had whiskey and really thought about it. How many, so, how many shots of it did you do that night? No, it was only one. I mean, I, and I didn't, I didn't like straight shoot it. I, I, I mean, it went down, but then I tried to taste it. But the problem for me with scotch is the, the taste of scotch. It always like, it burns a lot. So, uh, so now... Now, how do you feel about scotch and other whiskeys? So, I did a... We had a tasting with my uh, family at one point where we tried a bunch, like, I think it was... Um, um, I know LaFrog was there. We had Glen Morangi. We had McAllen. Um, so, all scotch. Yeah, it was all scotch. So, we did a bunch of scotch. Uh, we tried a bunch of them. And, you know, of course, all of them were very different. But the, the, the thing with scotch, of course, as you know, the, the peatiness and the smokiness... We tried a bunch of them, and some are more so than others, but it just it's not a good flavor, which is why uh, recently when I've been trying different whiskeys, especially American whiskeys in the bourbon style, 
Um, it's a little sweeter, it's a lot smoother, and the flavor is definitely much more to my liking. Thanks for listening to Whiskey Cats. You can follow us on Twitter or Instagram at whiskey underscore cats, or email us at whiskeycatspodcast at gmail.com. See you next time. Honey, baby, won't you come near? Let sweet mama whisper in your ear. I'm wild about that thing. It makes me laugh and sing. Give it to me, Papa.